kingdom of God. This is the part three of a, I don't know, a few part, sto- a few part sermon, but it's part three of understanding the nature of the kingdom of God. Let me get a drink of water and then we'll get ready to start into it. Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. I want to share with you before I get into this message. Many of us are looking at this economy. We're looking at a trillion dollar bailout. I want us to get into the position that we can tap into the economy of God and not need a bailout. If we get a bailout, it's going to be from the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. Can I get an amen? Come on, we're in Woodward, Oklahoma. I got to have some help here this morning. Amen? I want you to hear something. I want you to re- I'm going to read you some scriptures, so I need you just to listen. See, the kingdom that we operate in is not like the world. The world says, oh, let's look to the government. Our kingdom says, let's look to Christ. Our kingdom says, let's look to the government of God. The world says, you hoard it up, don't give it away. Our government says, give and it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. He'll cause men to give into your bosom. Come on, somebody. So I want us to listen to this. I'm going to look at these kingdom scriptures, and we're going to get into the word of God today. Isaiah chapter 9. Don't turn there, just listen. Verses 6 and 7. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. Daniel 6, 26 says, I make a decree that in all the dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before, God of, before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and enduring forever. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. And his dominion will be forever. Daniel 7:18 says, "But the saints of the highest one will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, for all ages to come, until the ancient of days came, Daniel 7:22, and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the highest one, and the time arrived when the saints took possession of the kingdom." Daniel 7:27. Then the sovereignty and dominion of the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. I think he's talking about you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. His kingdom, say his kingdom. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions will serve and obey him. 2 Samuel chapter 7 verses 16 and verse 16 says, your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. Psalms twenty two twenty eight says, For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he rules over nations. Isaiah eleven nine says, For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord 
as the waters cover the seas. Let's give the Lord some praise. Amen? Oh, come on. We're in a kingdom that is not going to be destroyed. We're in one that's going to continue to advance. The fullness is coming in the name of Jesus Christ, and we're going to be advancing in the kingdom of God. You don't have to wait. You can operate in it now. Come on, somebody give me a hallelujah. You don't have to wait. You can operate in it now. We can begin to start taking dominion now. We can take rulership now over those things that come against you. You can operate in it now. Somebody say now. Now. You can operate in it now. You don't have to wait. Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, what? On earth as it is in heaven. Because the kingdom of God, the glory of God, the presence of God dwells within the inside of you. The kingdom of God is within you. Say within. If you're a believer, if you're born again, blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God is within you. And the enemy has tried to give us an identity that we don't know who we are in him. Say, I'm an ambassador. Say, I'm a king. Say, I'm a citizen. You're an ambassador. You're a citizen in the kingdom of God. You're the righteousness of God. You're the holiness of God. You're the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. You're blessed going in and blessed going out, even if you don't feel it today. Come on, somebody. Even if you don't know if you can walk that way, you can walk that way. You can begin to step up and step out and begin to operate in the principles in the word of God. Can I get a hallelujah? Oh, come on. Am I in the right church here today? Can I get a witness here today? This one's been stirring in me for a long time, so let's just look at this. I want to talk about the goals of Jesus' mission as we talk about the kingdom of God. And and those of you who've got that handout, we're just going to touch base on it. Number one, Jesus came to reintroduce the kingdom of God in the earth. Remember the word re? The prefix re means to go back to. Say go back. So we go back to Genesis the way it was in the very beginning. He came to reintroduce the kingdom of God in the earth. Number two, the second thing, and some of you may already have a handout. Jesus came to restore righteousness and holiness through his blood. He came to restore. That word that goes in there is restore. Number three, Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus somebody said I turned okie (laughs) I love Oklahoma oh come on Oklahoma is my home I might have been born in upstate New York I might have grew up in North Carolina but my home is Oklahoma I'm going to be buried in this earth. It's going to be in Oklahoma. (laughs) Jesus came to restore the Holy Spirit in the hearts of men. Jesus said, unless I go, the Spirit of God can't come. Unless I go to the Father, the Comforter won't be here. Unless I go to the Father, the Teacher will not be able to be on the scene. And the fourth thing, we're going we're gonna to finish these today. The fourth thing is that Jesus came to retrain mankind to think like God. Read that with me. Jesus came to retrain mankind to think like God. He came to retrain mankind to think like God. If you have been a slave... For 400 years, 
What are you going to think like? If you've been on the bottom for 400 years, what are you going to think like? So we begin to look at history. We begin to look at the Israelites that were held captive in Babylon, and they were slaves. So we've got to retrain the way that we think. Oh, come on, are you hearing me today? We've got to retrain the way that we think. If you were in darkness for 6,000 years, you're going to think in darkness. Oh, come on, y'all. It's tough to change your mind, especially to change the mind of a person that's always been there. To change the mind of a person that's always been in darkness, it's difficult to change their mind. God had to use Joshua to bring the Israelites into the promised land. Moses saw it, but he didn't get to go in it. He struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. And he wasn't able to bring them in because Joshua had the vision. You remember when Joshua was with one of the, he was one of the 12, 12 spies. And they went out into the land. Do you remember when they went out into the land and came back, there were two good reports and 10 bad reports. Joshua was one of the two. He and Caleb both. And guess who got to go into the promised land? He and Caleb. Say Caleb. And Joshua got to go in. They got to go in. Moses didn't get to go in. We had to retrain. God had to take somebody that he had trained because Joshua had seen the land and said, Hey, that land belongs to us. Well, you don't know the giants that are in that land. He said, It doesn't matter. I'm paraphrasing. It doesn't matter what giants are in that land. God said, It's our land. Let's go get it. Amen. And the other ten said, Oh, they're big. They're bad. You don't understand. I, I don't want to go through the fight. Joshua had always been trained from the very beginning. He didn't have to be retrained because he wanted to go into that promised land. Do you want to go in? Turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Say renew. In fact, write that down. Renew. R-E-N-E-W. Renew. Re means to go back to something new. If you're going to renew something, you want to take it back to its original intent to make it new again. Are you with me? If it was old, we want to renew it. God wants to renew our strength. Oh, come on, somebody. You need to hear that today. God wants to renew your strength. We want to renew it. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. says, do not be conformed to this world but be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, his good and acceptable and perfect will. So we need to renew. Say renew. renew. See, conformed. He says, don't be conformed to the things of this world. When you look at that word conformed, it means to be shaped by. It means to think as. Are you with me? Don't think as the world thinks. Don't be shaped by the world but be shaped by the word. I think only one person got that. Don't be shaped by the word, world, but be shaped by the word. A few more got it. Don't be controlled by the world. Don't let the world control you. In this economic situation, don't let the world control you. So re means to go back to its original state or to bring back. 
God wants to change you back to something, not to something. God wants to change you back to something, not to something. Are you with me? If we need to renew our mind, we don't need to be conformed to think the way the world thinks. And you can turn on the television today. You can listen to the radio today. And it's like, uh, what's the little, uh, the little chicken little? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And even Christians are getting caught up into this tidal wave of the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. I'm telling you, the prophets in the land are saying we're going to be in some difficult times. But God. We read the scriptures about his kingdom and his dominion, and it's going to last forever. It's not going to just last until, you know, the year 2020. It's going to last forever. Say forever. That's the kingdom that you're part of. That's the kingdom that you're part of. We're going to get into that. So if we're going to renew something, he wants to change our minds back to the way it was before the fall. See, Man did not fall from heaven. Lucifer fell from heaven. He created the earth for man. Psalms 1, 15, verses 15 and 16. says, the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. That's you. He created the earth, not for Lucifer. Who did he create the earth for? Everybody, you got to get this. You got to get this. See, if we don't realize that the earth is us and you're, you're a representative of the Lord and he says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all those who dwell therein, he's created the earth for us. We are not given the earth to the enemy. Amen. Oh, come on. We are serving notice and saying we're going to take it back. Say, take it back. Say it again. Take it back. Come on, say it again. Take it back. Come on, let's take it back. We're going to take it back. Come on, somebody with me. Take it back. 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 Come on, y'all do it with me. Take it back. 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 We're going to take it back. See, we've stayed away from those things because we thought it wasn't what God wanted. God wants us to have dominion in the earth. He wants to renew us, to retrain us, to rethink us back to the way it was before the fall. Adam had dominion. Say dominion. Dominion. Adam had rulership. Say rulership. Rulership. That's what God wants to do. I'm going to, I'm going to, I've given you some of this example, but if, if we have this book, this is a book and this is a bookshelf, right? And I, and that book is there and the book falls off. If I restore it back to where it came from, can I put it over here? Can I put it over here? If I put it over here, is it restored? Are you with me? If I want to replace the book back from its original place, where does it have to go? God wants us to be restored 
back to the original intent. This is, I mean, some, this is good. It might be blowing y'all some minds, but you know what? Just wrap your mind around it. Just stay with it. Read the word. So he doesn't want to take us and put us somewhere in heaven. This may be hard for you. Is this hard for you? He wants to take and restore us back to his original intent. That's the earth. Heaven is a temporary excursion for a believer. Because we come in back. Y'all hearing that? We come in and we're going to rule and reign and have dominion. So God, we got to rethink. He's got to change us. And if we've been in slavery for 600 years, we're going to think like slaves. If we've been in bondage for 40 years, we're going to think like bondage. There's that old song, you know, it's a family tradition. Y'all know that song. Some of y'all know that song. My family tradition comes from my lineage of God. Well, you know, we were broke, busted, and disgusted. We're always going to be broke, busted, and disgusted. We're never going to be anywhere, never going to be able to do anything, never going to be able to accomplish anything because it's a family tradition. You can't rise too above because Uncle Bob will say, nope, can't rise that far. Who do you think you are going to be trying to do this or do that, trying to break out of, of the things? You better stay back here and we're with all of us because it's a family tradition. See, we've got to, we've got to change the way we think. God's got to continue to change us and shape us and mold us to think differently. Do you know the Hebrew concept of ownership is to name it? That's why God told Adam, name them. Name the birds, the fish, name them, was to have ownership. Oh, come on, somebody. We got a pool cleaner, and our pool cleaner is named. You have a child, the child comes out, and what happens? What do they want you to do? I don't want to name it. No name. No the first name, name the last name, no name. But you don't. You name the child, and you have ownership. Oh, come on, this is good. So we've got to begin to rethink those things. We've got to look at that Hebrew concept and we've got to understand that in order to have dominion, in order to have dominion means to control. Dominion means to rule. Dominion means to manage. Dominion means to be in charge of. It means to master. It means to lead. God wants us to master our lives in him. God wants us to lead our lives in him. That's why God wants to return us to the original intent. See, Adam was born a king. Say a king. Then guess what you are in the lineage of? Oh, you're royalty, man. <laughs> but you don't understand. I got the seventh grade education. Doesn't matter. Christ is your Lord. You're attached to the king. You're royalty. Say I'm royalty. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. Royalty, baby. Woohoo! 
Let's talk about royalty. Can we give you a natural uh, uh, visual in the natural? Prince William. Prince William has been trained in the royal family. Do you know since the very time that he was born, when he was born, <laughs> he had an entourage of people coming around him, taking care of him. When, when Princess Diana died, Prince William and his father, his other brother also, stood in the same position. They were trained to act like royalty. There were classes, they were tutored, they were educated. Because Prince William, one day, will become the king. Say king. king. So they were trained from the beginning. There's certain places that Prince William can't go. Oh, come on, are you hearing me? There's certain people that Prince William can't be seen with. If Prince William was caught with a prostitute, I think it would be pretty bad on the king and queenship, wouldn't you? There's certain places that he can't go. There's certain things that he can't, or people that he can't be seen with. There's a certain way he has to walk. Everybody see the movie, uh, what was that one, Princess? Princess Diaries? No, the, you know, yeah, that movie, where they trained the girl to be the princess? Yeah, Princess Diaries. That's a good movie, you ought to get that, because that girl was in training. She was a little raw, are you with me? But she was being trained to be royalty. Oh, come on, somebody. We might be a little raw right now, but we're in training to be royalty, to be with the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to operate and be an ambassador in the earth, to be able to be citizens of the kingdom of God, to have dominion, to manage, to rule over, to to take over uh, this area in our lives. Nothing should have dominion over you. You should have dominion over it. That includes chocolate. I got a few amens over there because sometimes chocolate tries to take dominion over me. Oh, come on. Can I be real today? Chocolate tries to take dominion over me and I'm not going to let chocolate take dominion over me. I heard a, a teaching and they were talking about Prince William and they said that, uh, that he was going on a safari and he had aides to go with him. He wasn't going by himself. He has an aide And his aide was there to make sure that he continued to act like royalty. You have an aide that goes everywhere with you. It's the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is to what? Teach you and train you and lead you and bring you into all righteousness and holiness. Come on, somebody. How many times have we not listened to the aid? <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. My way or the highway, baby. My way or the highway. And the aid's going, ah, 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 ah. don't go that way. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. We got some fun tonight, baby. We go have some fun tonight. Ah, ah, ah. Don't, don't turn right. I'm turning right. I'm going in the door. Ah, 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 ah. Don't go there. Don't do that. Don't make that phone call. Don't have a conversation with that person. Come on, somebody. But I'm supposed to be like Christ. Christ didn't hang around with everybody. He didn't. He dealt with issues in his life. The aid, the Holy Spirit is there to lead us and guide us. Just listen to him. If we would be people just obedient to God, our lives would be so much better. Anybody ready for a better life? Amen? Come on, anybody ready for a better life? Then we got 
let the aid lead us and guide us and be obedient to the aid where the aid wants to go. We've got to be led by the aid, just like William would be on that safari. Everywhere he was going to go, the aid was going to be with him. Everywhere you go, the aid's going to be with you. Turn your neighbor and say, everywhere you go, the, the aid's going to be with you. Going to be with you, okay? So number four, Jesus came to retrain mankind. That word is retrain, to think like God. Number five, Jesus came to restore the kingdom rulership of God in the earth through mankind. He came to restore. Say restore. He came to restore the rulership of God in the earth through mankind. God doesn't want to have to return to earth to get things done. He wants to get things done through you. How is God going to change a culture for Christ? Is he going to come down, zap everybody, wipe everybody out, make you toe the line? Or is he going to begin to work in the hearts of men, in your unseen spirit, to operate in your body, in the scene, on the scene. A lot of times we're blaming God for this and God's going, I gave them dominion, I gave them authority. What are you doing with it? Remember, if righteous people vote an unrighteous judge and the unrighteous judge passes unrighteous laws, who's to blame? We are. We are. God wants to operate on the physical earth through your seen physical body, through the unseen spirit of God to the unseen spirit of God. So it's the unseen to the unseen, in the seen, on the seen. Unseen, unseen, in the seen, on the seen. Y'all are going to get this if you don't get nothing else. Say unseen Unseen. to the unseen, unseen. in the seen, seen. on the seen. Unseen. <laughs> unseen to the unseen, there's two in the scene, on the scene. Unseen, unseen, in the scene, on the scene. Unseen, unseen, in the scene, on the scene. Unseen, unseen, in the scene, on the scene. How about invisible, invisible to the visible, on the visible? Are you with me? Where's the Spirit of God? It's on the inside of you if you're a believer. If you're in the kingdom of light, it's inside you. I'm in the kingdom of light and the spirit of God. The spirit, woo-hoo-hoo, the spirit of the living God is inside of me. Turn to your neighbor and say, let him out. Come on, turn to your other neighbor and say, let him out. Come on, let's give him some praise in this. Let's praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Praise him. He's on the inside of me. It's the invisible to the invisible on the visible and the visible. So God's going to work through you to get things done. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. Say, I'm a king. Number six, Jesus came to return the kingdom of God to God's earthly kings. Return. That word that goes in there is return. He came to return the kingdom of God to God's earthly kings. 
Matthew 4, 17. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Look it up in the Greek. It means it's here right now. Then he cast out demons. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. Boom, boom, boom. He said, the kingdom of God, kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. I came to restore the kingdom of God. Take away sin of man. Praise the Lord for that. And restore the king of God. Bring him to put it back the way it was before. Jesus came to do that. He came to return. Say return. So he came to return that kingship. He said, you know what? I got a bunch of kings in the earth realm. And you're a king. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a king. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you're a king. So he began to return the kingdom of God to God's earthly kings. You're going to have dominion. Oh, this year, this year is going to be different for you. Oh, come on, somebody. Say that with me. This year is going to be different for me. Say it again. It's going to be different for me. You say it again. This year is going to be different for me. So you're going to understand who you are. You're going to understand who you are and understand how God has created you. God created man and the man is spirits and the spirits have no gender. So women, you're kings. Say, I'm a king. Listen. Jesus isn't the only one who preached the kingdom of God. Throughout the Bible, we're going to look at that. Let's look at what David says about the kingdom. Let's look at Psalms 103, 19. Psalms 103, 19. I'm not sure if I put that scripture up there or not. Psalms 103, 19 says, The Lord has established his throne and his kingdom rules over all. David talked about it in Psalms 145, 13. says, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Say everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures throughout all generations. Daniel talked about the kingdoms. You know Daniel talked about the kingdom? Let's go with with me to Daniel chapter 2. So we're going to get a little deeper. (laughs) We're going to get a little deeper. Y'all want to go a little deeper? Nebuchadnezzar has this dream. And the dream was actually interpreted about four different kingdoms. And in Daniel chapter 2, man, this is, this is really all good stuff. Like verses 31 through, say, 34, 35. Let me, let me just read this. You, O king, were looking and... Daniel chapter 2, verse 31. Everybody there? Say, I'm there. I'm going to wait until y'all get there. You, O king, were looking, and behold, there was a single great statue. That statue, which was large and extraordinary splendor, was standing in front of you, and its appearance was awesome. The head of that statue was made of fine gold, and its breasts and its arms of silver, its belly and its thighs of bronze, and its legs of iron, and its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. Verse 34. And you continued until a stone. Listen to this. Until a stone was cut out without hands. Anybody ever heard Jesus called the chief corner? <laughs> That's what he's talking about here. Daniel saw this. Nebuchadnezzar saw this dream. And Daniel interpreted this dream for the king. He says, the stone was cut out without hands and it struck the statue's feet 
of iron and clay and crushed them. Then the iron and the clay and the bronze and the silver and the gold were crushed all the same time and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. So the wind carried them away so that not a trace was found, but the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. You got this picture? Here's a statue. Four different things, and it's actually four different kingdoms. If you could look at it, the head meant Babylon, the, the arms and the, and the breast meant the, uh, the, the Medo-Persians, and I think the next one was the, the Greeks, the, uh, the Greeks, the Greek kingdom that was there, and the legs of iron and iron and clay was the Roman Empire. The Bible goes back and tells about it. It, it interprets it. The Roman Empire. And then the stone that was, it wasn't just, it just wasn't made. It was, it, it was made in the spirit. Come on, somebody. Came and crushed those kingdoms. Bam. There it is. Hit them so hard that they entirely became of dust. The iron, the clay, the gold, the bronze, it all became dust. That's an amazing thing. That it became totally like dust. And then he goes in and he gives the interpretation of the first kingdom in verse 36. This was a dream, and now we'll tell you the interpretation before the king. You, O king, are the king of kings of whom God of heaven has given the kingdom and the power and the strength and the glory. And wherever the sons of men dwell, or the beasts of the field, or the birds of the sky, he had given them into your hand and caused you to rule over them. You are the head of the gold. What did, what did God tell Adam in Genesis? To have dominion over what? The beasts of the fields and the birds of the sky and the fish and the grass and to have dominion over every little thing. That was the first kingdom, Babylon. The Medo-Persian kingdom and, and the Greece kingdom, he says, verse 39, he says, after you will arise another kingdom inferior to you. Then the third kingdom, this was the Greek kingdom, will arise and that's the kingdom of bronze which will rule over the earth. He said, then there will be a fourth kingdom as strong as iron. I would, I would want you, Google, Google. <laughs> do y'all Google, do you? Y'all Google some? Um, Google um, AD 70, AD 70, and see about the Roman, uh, Roman army. We're going to talk about that Roman army. Verse 40 says, There will be a fourth kingdom. This is that kingdom of Rome. Strong as iron, inasmuch iron crushes and shatters all things. So like iron, it breaks into pieces. It will crush and break all these in pieces. In that you saw the feet and the toes partly of potter's clay and the partly of iron, it will be divided kingdom. It will have in it the toughness of iron inasmuch as you saw the iron mixed with the common clay. As the toes of the feet were partly iron and partly of pottery, so some of the kingdom will be strong and part of it will be brittle. And in that you saw the iron mixed with the common clay. They will combine with one another in the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another even as iron does not combine with pottery. Look at verse 44. I think we can put up verse 44. There it is. In those days, or in the days of those kings... The God of heaven will what? Let's all read this together. Can we read this together? Let's read this. Ready? Read. 
In the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which will never be destroyed. And that kingdom will not be left for another people. It will crush and to put an end to all these kingdoms, but it will itself endure. How long? How long? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm part of that kingdom. Oh, come on, somebody. That ought to get you excited. I'm part of that kingdom. That's the kingdom that I'm part of. I'm part of that kingdom right there. A kingdom that's not going to ever end. A kingdom that's going to have dominion in the earth forever. A kingdom that's going to continue to advance. No matter who the president is, no matter who the prime minister is, my kingdom that I serve is going to be a kingdom that will not ever, 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 ever end. Come on, that's weak. Let's give him some praise in the house. That's my kingdom. Say that. That's my kingdom. Say it again. That's my kingdom. We're part of that kingdom. That's the kingdom that we're part of. But it itself will endure forever. I'm part of that kingdom. Tell your neighbor you're part of that kingdom. Tell your other neighbor you're part of that kingdom. Oh, come on. You can get up and you can go to work in the morning. And everything is going to be okay. You can get up and you can go in in the morning and they might have a pink slip and tell you that it's all over with, but you can say, everything's going to be okay. Because if my business fails, if my company that I work for fails, I am part of a kingdom that will endure for how long? Everybody, for how long? Forever. It's part of a kingdom that will endure forever. It's going to be forever and ever. So you just say, thank you very much, Mr. Employer. You just take that little pink slip and you say, God, you're going to propel me into my destiny because you still got a plan. You still got a purpose. No matter what is going on in the economy, God has a way. Say, he's got a way. He has got a way in the midst of what's going on. God has got a way. He's got a way for you. He's got a way for you. He's got a way for you. Are you hearing me today? He's got a way for you in the midst of a difficult economic downturn. God's got a way. Woo, hallelujah. I'm preaching good. Y'all should be shouting, standing on your feet, praising the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings because God has got a way. Daniel says that it's a kingdom that will last forever. Turn with me to chapter 7. Just flip right over there three or four pages. I'm on page 1400 if you got a Bible that's the same as mine. Daniel chapter 7. Let's look at verses, well, 9 through, well, just keep reading. Is that okay? We came to church. Is that okay? We want to read in the Bible. Hey, come on, somebody. The Bible's a good thing to read of when you're in church. Daniel chapter 7. I'm going to start at verse 9. I kept looking until the thrones were set up. Ooh. And the Ancient of Days took his seat. Anybody know who the Ancient of Days is? Say God the Father. That's God the Father. Watch this. Check it out. You'll see it. The Ancient of Days took his seat. His vesture was like white snow. Let's look at this. Holy moly, God, look at this. God, I mean, this is the Ancient of Days. This is God. This is God. This is God. And, and those of y'all that got white hair, it's okay. His vesture was like white snow, and his hair on his head like pure wool. <laughs> his throne was ablaze with flames. Can you imagine this? Visualize this, guys. His throne was ablaze with flames, its wheels like a burning fire. 
A river of fire was flowing and coming out from before him. Man, thousands upon thousands, they were attending him. I mean, myriads upon myriads. In some versions, it's 10,000s upon 10,000s. They were standing before him. It, they were taking care of God. I, you know, I don't know, was it like, fix this, fix that, just brush this off, let's tie your shoe. I mean, what, you know, I mean, you look at, can you imagine having thousands upon thousands of people attending you? I couldn't, I'd be saying, get back away from me. Man, leave me alone. You ever, you ever feel like a, you know, you ever seen them, them mother monkeys? I mean, they pick all sorts of stuff off them kids, you know, like peeking that stuff, peeking that stuff. I was like, huh. But can you imagine? They, here is the Ancient of Days. And if there's flame and it's burning and, and there's out of it flowing rivers out of them. And, and then there's thousands upon thousands of people attending him, taking care of him. Can I get you something? You want some water? Can I put your feet up? Can I shine your shoes? Can, I, can you imagine that? I mean, when we see God, poof, you fall out. Amen. Oh, come on. You think you're going to go up and say, God, I got some, I got some questions. I got news for you. You're going to go. <laughs> and then you're going to get back up and go, God, and you'll fall back out again. Are you with me? You think you're going to go up and tell God something? <laughs> you're going to see him and all those people are going to be attending to him. They're going to be flowing. God's going to be flowing the ancient of days. And you're going to be going, ah, ah, and you'll be gone for, I don't know, another hundred years maybe, you know. And then you'll get back up and go, ah, and you'll fall out again. Amen. Because God is amazing. Look at this. Look at how the Bible describes him. And he says, and he says thousands upon thousands were attending him, and marriage upon marriage were standing before him. And the court sat, and the books were opened. Then I kept looking because the sound of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. I kept looking until the beast was what? Slain. My Bible says slain. Say slain. And its body was destroyed and given to the burning fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away. But an extension of life was granted to them for an appointed period of time. Now, he says, I kept looking in the night visions. I'm at verse 13. And behold, with the clouds of heaven, who arrives on the scene? The one like a son of man was coming. Now, who is that? Now you can say Jesus. Say Jesus. Say it again. One more time. Oh, come on. One more time. I just love the sound of that name. Jesus. Jesus. I laid in bed this morning about 1.30 and looked at the clock and I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for my home. Thank you, Jesus, for my family. I thank you, Jesus, for Daniel. Thank you, Jesus, for Terry. Thank you, Jesus, for, for Gershom. Thank you, Jesus, for Tim. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank Jesus. You name it. I was thanking him for the grass. I was thanking him for the water. I was thanking him for the concrete. I was thanking him for food in my refrigerator. I was just thanking Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is no name like the name of Jesus Christ. I just, just so humbled this morning. Jesus, the one like the Son of Man was coming, and he came up to the Ancient of Days, and he was presented before him, and to him, say Jesus, was given dominion. Say dominion. He was not only given dominion, he was given glory, and the Bible says a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language 
That's you. <laughs> if you speak in Spanish, English, French, German tongues, that's you. You're men of every language. He said, might serve him. Do you remember the scripture that says, every what? Knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Daniel's seeing this before it took place. He says, his dominion, oh, I, his dominion is an everlasting dominion. 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 His kingdom, his rulership is an everlasting. So Muslims can try to rise up, but the king of kings and the Lord of lords, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. If it's a horse, if it's a cockroach, if it's a goat, those knees, if it's got a knee, it's bowing. Come on, somebody give the Lord of lords the praise in this house that he deserves. Amen? Every knee, every knee's going to bow. Every knee's going to bow. So here's Jesus. He's coming up to God the Father. And he says he's given him a kingdom and glory and honor that all men of every language will serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion he will, which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Let's, let's go to verse 27. Let's put, put up verse 27. I want us to look at Verse 27. I, I want to encourage you just to continue to read through that. Not now. When you go home. <laughs> Not now because y'all be reading through it while I'm trying to give something to you. Amen. But I want you to look at verse 27. Everybody there say, I'm there. Then the sovereignty and the dominion and the greatness of all kingdoms. Say all kingdoms. Under the whole heaven. Oh man, I don't know if, we, I don't know if y'all are ready for this. Will be given... To who? Let's read this together, can we? Ready? Read. Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom, and all the dominions will serve and obey him. The kingdoms given to who? I just want to say... I'm a king. Oh, come on. Y'all thought I was a redneck. But I'm a king redneck. Say, I'm a king. Here's how it went. Jesus died and ascended into hell. Sheol, Guiana, Hades. He kicked the door in. And he said, I want the keys. Give me the keys. And he took the keys. And he crawled back into his body. And he ascended into heaven. See, remember, he came through and Mary went to touch him. And he's like, don't touch me. And he ascended into heaven with what? We think he just got back salvation. He got more than salvation. He got the kingdom 
And then in Matthew 28, he said, all, of heaven, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, you go. Giving it to you now? According to this? He's given the kingdom. Say the kingdom. Of my God. He's given the kingdom that is above every kingdom. His name is above every name. He's given that kingdom to the saints of the most high God. And I'm a saint of the most high God. So I got the kingdom. I got the kingdom. I got the kingdom. Living in the kingdom. Operating in the kingdom. I don't have to wait till I get to heaven to enjoy it. Oh, come on. I can enjoy it now. How many of y'all want to enjoy heaven on earth? Hey, he said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I want to live a glorious and victorious life now. I don't have to want to wait till I get to heaven to be able to have some things. I want to be able to live in power, dominion, glory, honor, strength, dominion over those things that come against me. I can do it now. I don't have to wait. I can overcome now. I am an overcomer. Say, I am an overcomer. I don't know what's in the water today, but I'm fired up about this place. And if y'all don't get it, I'm going to get it because I'm going to live and walk in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That's restoration. That's restoring it back. Jesus got the authority. I'm here to tell you today. If you're not born again and in the kingdom of God, your kingdom's in trouble. You got a kingdom that loses. You got a kingdom of sickness. You got a kingdom of disease. You got a kingdom of no hope. You're a loser. If you're in the kingdom of dark, change it today. If you're in the kingdom of dark, get in the kingdom of light. There's room for you at the kingdom. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's room. There's room. Tell them there's room. There's room. There's room for you in the kingdom of God. There's room for you at the king's table. There's room. In fact, he's going to set a place for you. Pull on up to the table and eat. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm part of that kingdom. It's the kingdom. All rulers will worship. They will obey him. Every knee shall bow. Write this down. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. I want you to read that when you get a chance. That talks about every knee bowing, those who are in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. David, or Daniel says, I saw him, and he gave the keys to the kingdom. And this whole thing is about you ruling in the kingdom of God. Say, I'm a ruler. ruler. Say, "I'm I'm a king. Say, I have authority to rule. And reign and have dominion in every area, every area in my life, in Jesus' name. Give him some praise in the house. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. Won't you stand up? I, uh, I'm excited about this kingdom stuff. We have got to shift our mindset and take back that which the devil has stolen from us. He's duped us, told us that we weren't worth nothing. You are worth everything in the kingdom of God. It's good. Somebody say, it's good. It's good good in the kingdom of God. It's good to operate in the kingdom of God. I'm going to be serious with you today. If you're in that kingdom of dark, you are in a boat that is sinking.
but not me. I'm in a boat. I'm in the boat that's float. I'm in the boat that can't be sunk. Oh, come on. I am in a situation in my life where I cannot lose. How, how many can we just live a life and think, I lose at this, I lose at that, I lose at this, I lose at that? Not according to the Word of God, according to the Constitution of the government that I serve. Jesus got the keys to the kingdom, gave you authority, and that same authority that he had, he's given to you, and you're to operate in that authority. Let's begin to operate in that authority that God has given us. You want to? So when somebody comes against you, let them come on. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo, you can't touch me. You don't have to do that. But I'm saying the principles work the same way. Where you're at now, it's not where you're staying. You're moving up. Say, I'm moving up. We're moving up. We're being trained. We're being taught in the things of God. We're being trained in the kingdom of God. You're royalty. Say, I'm royalty. Say it again. One more time. Give Lord the praise. Amen. For us being royalty. You are royalty. You are royalty. You're being trained. You're being taught by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's our teacher. He's our aid. He's with you wherever you go. You're on a kingdom assignment. Those of you today that are on a kingdom assignment, get on the kingdom assignment. Amen. Allow the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings to lead, guide, and direct you. In Jesus' name. I speak blessing over you in Jesus' name. I speak riches over you in Jesus' name. I speak a sound mind over you in Jesus' name. I speak strength to where you're weak in Jesus' name. I speak that you're the head and not the tail in Jesus' name. I speak that you're an ambassador for the things of God in Jesus' name. I speak that you're a citizen in the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. I speak that you are a man and woman of God in Jesus' name. I speak that you are going to begin to move up. You're going to shine in 2009 in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give him some praise. Hallelujah. I don't have to tell you to give him praise. You give it to him. Let me pray for you. Just lift your hands. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you'll take this seed that's been sown today, the word of God that's becoming rich and full, that they are who you say they are, not from some fourth grade school teacher or some college professor told them they wasn't all that or some friend or relative that said they aren't this, they aren't that. God, they are who you've created them to be, more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And they can do all things in Christ, they can do all things. Nothing's impossible for them, God. Nothing's impossible. Addictions, bondage, those things that they're trying to break out of, they're breaking out this year in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, God bless you. Listen, I want to give you a chance. Ministry teams, come. If you need ministry today, we want to pray for you. We'd love to pray for you today. If you need something, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, let's get into the kingdom of light today. God bless you. Have a wonderful time. Ladies, this afternoon, in Enjoy yourselves. God bless. Hallelujah.